0: Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: Tribune Audio Network. Head in the clouds, exploring weather and why. And now, here's your host, the man who knows that behind every cloud is another cloud meteorologist Andrew Stutsky.
0: Thanks for joining us again for Head in the Clouds. I'm so excited because I have my first guest with me. You're not just going to hear me talk the whole time. But this time, as promised, I have brought on board the man, the legend, James Zahara.
1: Oh, my gosh. You put me on a pedestal <laughs> that high?
0: Wow. Well, I have to. You know, oh. you always put me on a pedestal, well, so i got to
1: return the favor. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I am your first guest, huh? You are, yes. Well, it, it's it's a treat. It's really an honor. And I'm amazed how you're able to put this whole thing together, as I stress to you so many times and always like to remind you.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's really cool that we get to di- dive into this technology. You yeah. know, not everybody does podcasts. and
1: Right. Especially For, when it comes to weather, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it,
0: it kind of gives us another place. Platform that we can kind of talk about weather, and because Lord knows we don't get to do enough of that on TV as <laughs> it is right now, so we just
1: we always want more, you know, when it comes to yeah. our business.
0: You know? So this is a nice little uh, avenue that we get to talk more weather with you guys about. And so today, yeah. uh, just kind of wanted to go over this past winter that we have gone through, and it seems like we were just put through the ringer with everything. I mean, the cold, the snow everything just thrown at us and And, and, and,
1: don't forget the wind and and the wind ice i mean it was really a a grab bag of winter weather yeah and man more just you know your average winter weather we had some extremes out there and you know i've been doing this for what 32 years Mm -hmm. uh coming up to 27 years in the quad cities i've been through my share of winters no question about it but this one really is has to be right there at the top of the list just because of Everything that we saw and the extremes that we had and how it wasn't just a one-day or a two-day. Yes. These things like these extremes lasted for several days to even uh, several weeks as well.
0: Yeah, it was so insane. I mean, just the sheer number, um, amounts of snow and precipitation that we got, you know, just going off some of the the figures and stats, 300% of normal snowfall is what we've ended up with so far Uh, When you look at not just the winter as a whole, but if you go back through July 1st through now, uh, looking at that period, we've been talking about records and all that. So far, we've racked up 60.8 inches of snow, and on average, during that time frame, we receive about 312 Inches, So we've nearly doubled that. Uh, So so that makes sense with that. And then to top that off, not only did we have a lot of snow, but when we were warm, which was not very frequent, but uh, say, for example, during the months of November and December and even into January, we had a lot of rain. We had uh, close to an inch of rain in December, more than an inch of rain in January, and then more than an inch of rain in February when we did manage to uh, warm things up. So it's been cold and snowy and wet all at the same time
1: right right and it was kind of interesting too when you hear some of the viewers during that time period especially you know once we had that nice snow around thanksgiving and then things started to warm up and get wet then you started hearing viewers saying oh is that it with winter you know is that all we're going to get i mean what were were, you know and you know it's kind of funny too how like noah was talking about like this particular area especially really most of the midwest Oh, it was going to supposed to be uh, below normal as far as snowfall amounts are concerned. But, of course, that changed in a big way, certainly.
0: <laughs> and boy, did it ever. And uh, thinking, you know, that we had so much snow on the ground, and especially when you look to the north of us, how much snow they had on the ground mm-hmm. this past winter. Was it really surprising that we had a lot of that cold coming in?
1: Um, I would say... I- I would say i'm not too surprised, at least given what I was yeah. you know checking out the research and coming from long range forecasters and such um there was so much coal that was bottled up in the Arctic uh that it had to go somewhere. And in order for it to kind of spill down throughout Canada into across the Midwest, there were a lot of other variables that had to come into play. And what everyone was kind of uh, keeping their eyes on was the uh, activity that was going on in places like, uh, you know, that's not just the Northern Pacific, but mm-hmm. they were looking at uh, the Indian Ocean. They were looking at the activity. Uh, Uh, the the weather that was going on around uh, Indonesia, around Australia. So these are just a small uh, sample of things that they look at to determine how our weather, as a whole, was going to behave, and I think that's what they're looking at. I mean, when there is usually a lot of uh, it, a lot of activity going on in those particular areas, as I just mentioned, then you don't feel a lot of that cold coming down. It doesn't really push everything up around the northern Pacific and then drops everything down across the Midwest. But when we saw very little activity, that's when we started seeing some of that stuff begin to slowly spill in at least there were signs of that and they were kind of making those uh i guess getting the word out Mm -hmm. like maybe about uh, the 30 or 45 days that we would start seeing some of this cold the question is was it going to get active as far as seeing a lot of snow or seeing that possibility of ice things like that
0: yeah and i'm glad you brought that up too because we don't get to convey this a lot on the air given you know we have such short time But, you know, the weather that's thousands of miles away in patterns really influences, like you said, what happens here. For example, what happens in the Pacific, what happens in Australia. There are certain oscillations and patterns that we look for to kind of give us hints and clues as to what our long-range pattern is. And normally we we just don't get to talk about that because it's a more complicated subject that involves a little more explanation. and. When you're on air for about three to four minutes at a time, we, we really can't bring much of that <laughs> well, up. Mainly
1: because people want to know, hey, what's just going to happen tomorrow? Right. Can I cut my grass or do I have to shovel or what? You know, things like that. But uh, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, sometimes we, we, we're just dying to actually tell people about, hey, you know, it's not just what's going on in the Midwest. You have right. to look even farther west because everything kind of works together as far as bringing the good or bad weather around here.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really incredible how all of this syncs up in one. One thing can affect another. It's like a domino effect mm-hmm. uh, because our atmosphere is such a fluid thing. A lot of physics involved, um, and it is amazing how one little kind of hiccup of a thunderstorm, uh, you know, along the equator or a cluster of storms, can really change a lot of different things mm-hmm. uh, with the energy balance. I'm really glad you brought that up. So here we are, uh, removed from winter. Now we've had all of this snow.
1: Woo-hoo! By the way, I just want that's for uh, everyone right? out there. By the way. <laughs>
0: We thought it would never end. Um, and by the way, we had that snow just recently. I know too, that. Which, Let's not
1: go oh, there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was close. That it was, was close. for here in the Quad Very cities, but close call. Wow. Go ahead. Yeah. Very
0: close. And, and I apologize for those of you that did pick it up, not once, but maybe twice. You know, we, we don't like to bring that stuff around here this no. time of year, but it happens. Mother Nature is going to do what she wants to do. Um, we know that, definitely being in this business. But now, you know, with the record snow and the heavy rain on top of that, here we are sitting in April, at the end of April going into
1: May, and now we have near historic, potentially historic flooding. That's right. And, uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that, once again, going back to the long range forecasters, um, you can't help but look at what they've been saying. Um, You know, there are hints that going into May, the next couple of weeks of May, that we're kind of going from its El Nino to now a La Nina phase. Now, for us locally, that puts us into a very active phase because now we're dealing with, you know, air masses kind of battling it out. And unfortunately, for us in the quad cities, we're kind of in the middle of all that. And that's where most of these, uh, little weather disturbances have been following right in between these two major air masses. And that's why we've been dealing with some of this uh, rain of late and how it's going to very likely continue on, at least for the first half of May, uh, before things kind of quieted out. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be every day in the right, next couple right. of weeks, um, <laughs> but it certainly are showing signs of seeing the potential for some uh, heavy showers and uh, and thunderstorms around here.
0: Yeah, certainly looking quite active. And one of the things kind of that I'm interesting to see in is if we can kind of crank up our severe weather season a little bit. Because we know last year, it was fairly quiet around not just the Quad Cities, but kind of the Midwest as a whole mm-hmm. was really lacking in a lot of that activity. It,
1: it really was. And it was just the way the weather patterns were behaving at the time. Uh, you know, most were, uh, I, I believe if I remember correctly, that most of them were tracking. It started more in the south. Yep. And it almost seemed like it skipped our neck of the woods, Mm -hmm. and kind of made their way more west and north of us than anything else. Uh, Now, so far this spring season, and granted, it's still early, but we're getting in that season for us when we see the most amount of severe weather days around here. And uh, uh, what has been really unusual is the fact that most of the activity, at least when it comes to severe weather, has been mainly to our south. Mm -hmm. It's been more of a rainy period than anything else instead of a thunderstorm uh, period for us. Um, That could eventually change, possibly going into May, because we're still looking at some active weather. But temperatures are going to be warming. There are signs. And so when you add a little bit more energy into that mix, um, that's always a sign that we may be leaning to more thunderstorm days than just... Rainy days. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I want to kind of throw something by you, too, because it's yeah. it's a theory that not only did I study in school, but a lot of the people mentioned. But last year, uh, you may remember much of the Midwest was in drought. In fact, yes. pretty significant drought. And there's connections to to all that significant drought also kind of downplaying the severe weather season because, of course, then you don't really have a whole lot of that extra moisture to go into producing some more robust, right. severe weather. And now there's literally no drought. It's been erased because of all the heavy rain that we've had and the, all the snow this winter.
1: Yeah, what was it? I think there was uh, some graphic. I think I remember seeing where uh, just about the whole country now yes. was either at or – above normal mm-hmm. when it comes to moisture. Yeah. I mean, I think they did like a ten year period. And even California. Remember California. Oh yes. How I mean just about the entire state was in some dangerous drought. You don't see any of that in the state. And that's been it's been years oh, yeah. since we've seen that.
0: Yeah, I think this is the cleanest I've seen this map and like you said years. <laughs> like, clean is a good work. Yeah. <laughs> there's no yellow, there's no orange, there's yeah. no deep red. Uh it's been a really remarkable turnaround. So I'm wondering kind of get your thought on that That could potentially also mean kind of a stormier pattern for us coming in now that we don't have any drought to run
1: into. Right, because there's moisture to work with, Mm -hmm. and and that's the thing. And, you know, that's a big concern because some people are saying that, you know, yeah, okay, they're looking at two weeks of being fairly active, maybe this La Nina. But you're at a time in the year where if you're going to get an idea of what may happen through the rest of spring, possibly going to summer – is actually this time of the year, mm-hmm. right? That's what you look at. So, uh, you know, if you're tired of the rain, well, hopefully, you know, that could change with this f- change as we go through the rest of spring and summer. Right. But this is the time, it's a, what we call a pattern recognition thing. When you look at data from years and years and years, and you find that this time of the year usually plays a big role of what to expect in the next few months or so. Mm-hmm.
0: And we kind of, we, I think we talk about those as like analog years. We look and see past years that have been similar and in style and things like that and, remember I, those
1: days in college when they, they yeah the analogs <laughs> the pattern recognition persistent right. they always want oh. to make sure what well, you knew what those methods were and that, that it come, it's coming into play now I you?
0: it does yeah <laughs> you know I'm just thankful we don't have the equations that I have to crack don't even go the there because <laughs> <too. laughs> those were I absolutely do my terrible. checkbook, come on <laughs> ah <laughs> uh, they're they're brutal i, I tell they you, are. I go to the school visits and i I snipped out an equation from my textbook and I put it in one of my slides, yes, and I put it up there, and they they just have this look of awe on their face and they're like. <laughs> What is this? Like it's a foreign language or something? And I'm like, I don't want to discourage anybody from going into meteorology, but this is what you're going to be facing if you choose to do this. Yeah, so. if you
1: can't, just bring some Tylenol with you, and, and you'll be just fine. Because those headaches can be pretty nasty yes. during physics stuff.
0: Oh, they can absolutely. And if you're of age, maybe a stiff drink to go along with it too. You know that that always helps. Oh, I know.
1: like to talk. I like to sit down with you when it comes <laughs> to physics. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, those oh,
0: are the days. Uh, I do. I miss some of them, but oh, I yeah. all of them. <laughs> uh, so we got we did the winter. Uh, we've got the flooding ongoing now. Um, any thoughts for maybe summer-like pattern? I think well, we're hearing a couple
1: different things. Y- you know, you know, it's still so once again, it, it all the de- all depends on how we go through this spring. But um, you know, there are signs certainly that you know, g- given how early the rest of spring, maybe early summer may be active. Things really begin to quiet down uh, as we go into the rest of summer, and I think that's when. Things are going to start heating up. Now, people may say, well, duh, of right. course it's going to heat up. But as far as the level of activity, that, that may not be the case. We'll see how that all turns out. Mm-hmm. Nothing is etched in stone when it comes to these long-range forecasts, that's right. for sure. I think we're just amazed how, you know, the river is making the big headlines. You know, we're inches away from the historic mm-hmm. crest of 93. And, you know, keep in mind, when we did 93, that was something that, uh, you know, started back in that fall 92, and how active it was and the moisture and such. And then, you know, keep in mind, you know, things kind of quieted down a little bit, and then things started revving up by the time we got into early summer or so, had some heavy rainfall. In fact, it just wasn't like rain upstream of us. They had heavy rain. Uh, There were six-inch amounts, nine-inch amounts, and everything happened in a very short period of time. That's kind of why everything turned out the way it did in 93, so here, you know, it's been a, a longer process than anything mm-hmm. else, given the snowmelt that has been going on. In fact, extra snow that fell uh, near the end of winter going into early spring for areas up to our north and, you know, even when a few weeks ago. Yeah. They had some big-time snows in around the basin of Minnesota, which is usually the core uh, of where, you know, most of that water is going to drain into the Mississippi. Absolutely, and, and you can't help but wonder. We're heading into the
0: months where our average precipitation begins to tick higher and higher and higher, and as we go into those months, already in major flood stage. Mm-hmm. I was just reading this afternoon. The National Weather Service predicts that it will stay in flood stage through at least early June. That's at amazing. This point. That's amazing. So, and it, we
1: just broke a record of uh, mm-hmm. days staying at or above flood or yes. major flood stage, which is eighteen feet. Yeah. So. Uh, I never got a chance to read, I don't know if you did, but I mean, how do they say anything? How long? That would stay above major flood stage of eighteen feet or more.
0: They don't have an idea of major flood stage, but I know that it has it has broken that record. I think we're standing at forty two days now, right? And we got a, I think at least
1: I think at least a couple of weeks. Oh, at least yeah. at least a couple of weeks. So, yeah. you know, just shattering the record each and every day when it comes to this. So it'll be interesting as to see. I mean, they may have a party. I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when this thing finally gets below <laughs> flood stage, which is about about fifteen feet, and I call a lot of people are kind of getting a little concerned because you know families are getting out and such uh, you know with as you said around June but you know like the, the like Leclaire Park for instance yeah, you know yeah. it's only gonna be like a month away until they have the you know sp- uh, the, the the big bang boom yes. that will be going on. So that's something that you know. Hopefully things can dry out quite nicely. And so I'm glad they got baseball going on, right? Because everything is going on, which is a was a story in itself. From that,
0: <laughs> yeah, and that was quite a struggle yeah. to, between the raising of the tracks and needing to get the path into the park. And right, it was really right, was right. quite a mess. So we'll see how that pans out. Uh, there's there's plenty of time for that pattern to change, and that's certainly something that I know you'll be tracking. In the days ahead, all of us will be will be looking closely at that. Until then, though, I think we maybe need to start building the ark. Possibly, <laughs> if we get a wet summer, uh, I don't think things are going to be. Looking I was going to go to
1: Lowe's and actually pick up some wood just in case. Yeah, you know, I'll be the U-boat commander if you can be my assistant. How about that?
0: Yeah, yeah, one of us can be lookout and do the lights and the signals and still oh, see water. <laughs> It's everywhere. That's right. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, Until then, I think that's all I got for this episode. Hey, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for uh, being my guinea pig for my first guest. Well, now I'm a guinea pig.
1: You're a guinea pig. (laughs) Yeah. I hear
0: that a lot. <laughs> in a good way, though. A
1: good in a way. very yes, good way. Yes.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, James, so much for joining me. Uh, as always, if you guys have any suggestions on topics you'd like us to cover, uh, you can certainly hit up uh, contact information at wqad.com. That's how you can get my email address and uh, Facebook link, all that good stuff. I would love to hear your suggestions. And if you have any questions or anything in particular that you would love for us to talk at on our podcast here, Head in the Clouds. Until next time, stay dry, Quantity.